this speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. My name is Shan and I am an addictive eater. Lovely to see you all this evening at the meeting. Yeah, I've had a very nice full day today and I was asked to share my story earlier on today and uh, I've um, with the afternoon being as busy as it was I haven't had it any time to rehearse in my head what I'm going to say tonight so that's hopefully a good thing. <laughs> I was in my family home this morning and I had a bit of time with my younger sister and during COVID, she dug out boxes upon boxes of old family photographs and she had decided to put them into a, a huge big album, two big albums, and she wanted to show them to me. And there were photographs of me in there um, as a child. And I can remember being in those places um, you know, family trips and occasions and, you know, just day-to-day -day sort of photographs. But, and I'm smiling in them, but I, I can remember even as such a young child just always thinking about wanting to eat all the time. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was a very big, overweight child as well when I look at those photographs um, you know, because my addictive eating was there from the very very beginning and I would have done a lot of stealing of food hiding of food eating in secret and just had this complete and utter secret life with food um, but how it showed on my body was not a secret. It was pretty obvious. Um, but yeah, I just, I just always wanted to eat all the time. And um, I got pleasure, I suppose, out of, at that time, at that time I would have got pleasure, or a bit of a, a buzz about getting the stash, whatever that stash of food was um, to myself. But I, I do remember as a kid always comparing myself to others um, and being very self-conscious of, of my body and how I looked. And so in my teens, when I had a little bit more independence and I was going out a bit more on my own, I suppose, that's when I would have started exercising uh, it would have been when I started dieting and um, and it was it was just like a, a drug for me. I just it was like the tables turned. I, I still wanted to eat all the time, but the drive to lose weight, be thin um, was on. And when I lost a lot of weight, I gained a lot of attention and I really, really loved that, too. It was for the first time it gave me that maybe a sense of belonging, I suppose, or feeling a part of. Um, to 
loved the attention it brought. But what happened for me was I had crossed that invisible line that was spoken about when it comes to addiction and being thin, whatever weight I got to, it just wasn't enough. Um, whatever diet I was on, I had to manipulate it and pull the strings to lose more weight from week to week. My mood was determined by what was on the scale, so whether I was up or down. And the secret life that I had with eating became a secret life of sneaking out in the middle of the night, early hours of the morning to be going out exercising. And it became noticeable. Um, the mood swings that I would have, you know, could have been put down to just being a moody teenager, but they were extreme. Um, I was pretty uncomfortable to be around. Um, you know, because I could be fine one minute and then I go to the bedroom or the bathroom, stand on the scales and come back a totally different person, sometimes quite irate. But I wouldn't be able to tell you what I had been doing. Um, I tried to induce vomiting, um, using pills to control my weight. Um, and... It would have been around that time that I would have started drinking. And I, again, like being an addictive eater, I, again, I just believe I was born an alcoholic, that all I needed was the alcohol to get me going. It was just the fuel and, you know, alcohol made me violently sick. But I can still recall being in that sick phase and thinking, I can't wait to do this again. <laughs> yeah, and I was quite promiscuous. I was started taking painkillers. Uh, I was spending money that I didn't have. Um, always looking for that next thing that's going to fill this void or this emptiness inside of me. And I just, I just assumed that that's how it was always going to be. It never occurred to me that things were ever going to be any different. But my behavior, my attitude, my personality change became quite noticeable amongst family members and um, I suppose from there uh, a journey began of trying to get some help and that help involved some counselling, quite a lot of counselling, um, treatment centre, aftercare programmes, 12-step meetings, you know, and quite tedious <laughs> trying to keep up with all of that. Um, and I, I began going to meetings and I thought that that's what recovery was. I thought if I just went to enough meetings, I was, you know, working this program. I did hear a bit about sponsorship, I suppose, and 12 steps, but I just thought I'd get by by just going to enough meetings. But I came to this fellowship of members um, I came upon it I suppose and um, when I was 23 I'm nearly 39 now so quite a, a few years ago not by by the standards of some members in this fellowship but that's how long ago it was now and it wasn't quite beaten when I first was introduced to this fellowship but in in a relatively short space I knew that the seed had been planted. I knew that there were people who had found 
a way to live where they weren't doing what I was doing. And it fascinated me. It intrigued me. It disturbed me. But after trying to continue doing what I was doing, um, I was just willing to ask for some help. Um, And it turned out that I needed a lot of help. (laughs) But I thought that all I needed was help with my food. It's kind of, I suppose it's heard it called like the gift of desperation, surrender. Um, It's been worded in different ways, but my experience was there was just an overpowering willingness to do exactly what I was told. No fight, no argument, just a just a desire just to get well and and I think I knew how sick I was in my thinking as well, which helped me at that time because I knew I needed to I needed something that was gonna help me with my thinking. So that's how I suppose the surrender came for me. Nobody could have pushed me there. It just came from within. And uh, I began, you know, working this program properly. Um, I asked a woman to sponsor me. And I heard about this God of our own understanding at meetings. And that really, you know, it caused me a lot of turmoil because, because of all the addiction and the years of it, I was just blocked off from any of that. Um, concept of spirituality or a higher power um, and she suggested something that really just opened that window that door just a just a fraction she said you know we'll use the group use the members you know here they are you know they've been sober from all substances a long time you know there must be something working in their lives and and that really really helped me it was my beginning um, and the other thing that really helped me was the fear, the fear of, you know, once I got a little bit of time where I wasn't using any substances, um, you know, the fear of, of picking up again really kept me moving for quite a number of years. <laughs> and when I say moving, I mean, getting on and working the steps and trying to help somebody else. and you know, just just really getting in through the day and asking this higher power for help to to stay sober. Um, and and bit by bit, then I, I I got to experience what was happening in the big book. You know, the promises that are outlined pretty much throughout the whole of the big book. Um, the obsession to want to eat and to lose weight and to change how I was began to lift relatively quickly I would say um, and I, I just began to experience freedom freedom in my mind from wanting to use and you know and, and freedom from the isms the, the the lying the manipulating of others the self-seeking the the all those kind of isms that were in me you know trying to scheme different things or you know rationalizing or justifying my behavior my you know I would say probably my judgment of others (laughs) took longer and and still 
you know, I need the help today with those with those isms. Life is is very different in comparison to how it used to be when I first came here. I think this program teaches me and shows me how how to want to be a better person, how to go about thinking of other people and and I believe that all of that is 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 God as I understand God and and that concept has has changed over the years and has become deeper and greater and you know the gift of this fellowship and the members of it in my life is is huge and when I get to speak to a member whether they're relatively new or they're years around I come away from either spending time with them or being on the phone with them and I feel different you know I feel lighter and I feel a part of the human race and it's it's just such a joy to have it in my life you know and yeah so I think I'll leave it there for this evening and I wish everybody well and thank you for asking me to share.